Rising Above Shadows of Abuse podcast. I'm your host, Grace Osborne. Thank you for joining me on this exciting journey. Today, my special guest is Ruth Driscoll. She's a coach who deals with women who've gone through any abusive relationship. Welcome, Ruth. Well, uh, thank you very much for inviting me, Grace. It's a pleasure to be here. Would you like to say a little bit about yourself and the works you've done so far? Okay. So my business is The Life Liberator, and I'm a mentor and trainer leading those who are either in or have been in manipulative, abusive, controlling relationships into empowerment and freedom. What is the most valuable thing someone can do to stop an abusive relationship? Well, in order to stop an abusive relationship, you first have to know why it is that this has happened to you and what it is um, about you that you can do, that you can change, that will reinforce your boundaries around the way in which that person is treating you. So what would you uh, define an abusive relationship as? An abusive relationship is any situation where somebody is making you feel bad about who you are. Somebody who is taking away your choices in life, so you feel that it is that person who's controlling your life rather than you yourself. Um, When I tell my story from stage, the metaphor that I use for that is it's like a remote control And it's somebody else who's pressing the buttons that controls your life. So it doesn't necessarily mean that physical abuse is happening because abuse can happen at a whole range of levels, uh, verbal, mental, emotional, and the physical abuse is just a sort of further manifestation of that. Um, But any relationship where you are being made to feel bad about who you are, where you are not being valued as who you are, where you are not being respected as who you are, where your choices, your values are being compromised and trampled on. That is quite uh, a lot to take in for some women. Yes. um, Well, you will know how that person makes you feel. And, and that's what this is. It's, a, it's about how that person is making you feel. And inside yourself, you may be thinking, oh, I'm, I'm not certain it's an abusive relationship because um, perhaps you feel that it, if it's not a physical abuse, then it isn't abusive, which can be confusing. And it's interesting because um, a lot of times when people come to me, they say, Ruth, I think I'm in an abusive relationship. Well, you'd kind of think, you know, if someone was in, they would know. But it's a complicated situation. Um, and it's because it, it sort of affects us at such a deep level. And that's why it feels so confusing. It's so confusing. Which is why, you know, it's very difficult when it's happening to you, for you to be able to work out how do I escape this? Okay. From what you've just told me now, um, it, it flips on both sides. It could be psychological, which is emotional. And I often hear women say emotional abuse is not quantifiable. How, do you, how would you reflect on this? Emotional abuse is not quantifiable. Well, it's as I said, it's how it's making you feel. 
Emotions are about your feelings, aren't they? Yes. So you know when you are feeling bad or you're feeling that something is not quite right here. There's some, there'll be a little sort of, you know, something that kick in the guts, if you like, uh, of, that makes you think something's not right here. But you don't know what it is. You don't know what it is that's wrong. And that's why it becomes confusing. Cause so you try, you know, everything that you can in your power to think, well, how can I put this right? What can I do about this? But, the, you know, it's, it's very difficult um, when, when this is happening to you, for you to be able to, as you say, you know, quantify it. How, how you know, it, it's... How do you measure it? Yeah, how do you measure it? It's, it is about that feeling inside. Where, where you are feeling something's not right or you feel bad about yourself you feel you're to blame you feel that things are your fault and that will happen because that's exactly what that controlling abusive person is doing they're making you feel that you're the one to blame so is it blame game? no it's not a blame game um, you are made to feel that you are to blame by that person but it's, you know, having that clear understanding that um, you are not the person who is to blame here. Well, what can stop them from going into an abusive relationship? What can stop them from going into yes. an abusive relationship? Yes, what are the uh, behavioural patterns? Or, yes. Well, if somebody has managed to um, not uh, be trapped inside an abusive relationship... It will be because they have got strong boundaries in place around what they find is acceptable or not acceptable. The reason that I do this work, Grace, is because I myself was in an abusive relationship. And it was as I was on my pathway to recovery from that, um, I had three questions that I wanted to answer for myself. The first was... What was it about him that made him so randomly and pointlessly cruel? The second one was, what was it about me that had made me so vulnerable to that negative message? And the third was, how could I be certain this could never happen to me again? And this is now, the, you know, part of the program that, that I take women or, you know, not necessarily women, but it is mostly women, um, I, that's the pathway I take them along so that they can be certain that they can move away from this abusive situation and that they can be absolutely confident that they will never fall into that same trap again. Because, you know, one of the issues for people, they escape from an abusive relationship, but then they find the next relationship also turns out to be abusive. That's why you've got to know what it is about you that's accepting the negative message. And in order for that to never happen to you again, that's where you need to be able to put in place really strong boundaries that you know what you will and you won't accept, that you have that strength and empowerment inside yourself that you're then able to walk away when you see those negative patterns repeating. When somebody goes through an abusive relationship, it sometimes triggers low self-esteem. Well, it can be. Um, it doesn't mean to say that you had low self-esteem when you went into that relationship. I think, you know, um, for us to... 
define um, a person who is in an abusive relationship as somebody having these particular um, aspects to them, like low self-esteem, um, would be incorrect. Because um, certainly you end up with low self-esteem because you're in that relationship. And it may be that because you have low self-esteem, you don't have strong boundaries in place. However, as with all of these things, it's, it's actually more complex than that. We can't sort of, you know, define it as this way or one way or the other way. For example, you know, when I was in my abusive relationship, I was head teacher of a challenging inner city primary school. So, you know, dealing with... Um, challenging situations every day, dealing courageously with situations every day. So it doesn't mean to say that because you're in an abusive relationship that you started off as somebody who had low self-esteem or you weren't able to um, speak up for yourself. And that's why the complications of what happens once you're inside that situation and that erosion of you as a person starts to take place. Indeed, my feeling about this, Grace, is that it's for your very strengths and your qualities that you end up inside an abusive relationship. And there, that's what I call two syndrome, that you are perhaps too kind, too understanding, too supportive, that you're trying to support and help and be the best you can for that other person. But rather than being valued for your qualities, what happens is you're used by that person, that they are feeding from your strength. I like the word, feed, feeding from your strength. So in a way, it's uh, you doing everything to make sure the family is moving forward. And they're not realizing or feeling, uh, will I say, an inferiority complex that you're doing most of the things they should be doing. Am I right to say something similar to that? That they feel an inferiority complex? complex that well, you're doing they, everything they, will, they should be doing. Yeah, yes, well, they will be feeling threatened perhaps by your strengths. And, you know, if somebody is a bully or a controller, they need to pull somebody down in order to be able to feel good about themselves. So, you know, it's interesting you said, you asked me that question about low self-esteem. The, probably the reverse is true, although it may not feel like it to you when you're in that abusive relationship. That it's actually the person who needs to behave in an abusive and controlling manner who has the low self-esteem. And therefore, they have to feel strong by putting you down, by treading on you. Because if you're an empowered person, you don't need to do that. You're not threatened by somebody else's success. You don't need to control anybody else. If you are strong and empowered in terms of the person that you are, if you've got strong value systems in place and you understand who you are and what you stand for. So, yeah, um, what you will find is that somebody who needs to behave in that way is actually a person with um, serious limits around their own personal attributes. Wow, that's quite insightful. Yes, and it's a very important insight as well because it, it sort of starts you on changing your perception of the power that person has over you to start seeing things in a very different way and seeing their limitations and also recognising your strengths.
so we can build on that. Another question I have is the consequence or lack of self-love for someone who is going through um, an abusive relationship. Take for example, you have a mother who is going through an abusive relationship and you find that down the line she hasn't got self-love for herself. So it's deficient for her as well as uh, because of what she's going through she can extend or exude the love to the children. And then you find out that most of these children, because they lack, uh, they, they are devoid of love, they are looking for love elsewhere. And they either have uh, go into relationships, you know, that is abusive because it's a repeated pattern, or they go into what we call gangs for for the younger adults or young boys because they're searching for the elusive um feeling or they're searching for love my question is because these children are searching for love does it mean the younger generation or the upcoming generation will be narcissistic in nature well you know, there's always the possibility of thing of something like that, but I, I um, I'm, I'm not certain it would be wise to generalise, um, because it's, you know what you're describing there is a pattern of what we would call nurture, but we also have the patterns that that people create for themselves through their own nature. So it depends on that person and um, their perception of what their their sort of um, childhood is. Um, whether they take a path as you describe or whether it actually makes them take the opposite path and be determined that um, it's never going to happen to them and they have a better recognition of what's wrong inside the relationship in which they perceive their, their parents. So Ruth, what advice would you give to women who are going through, um, currently going through an abusive relationship? I think the the... the major piece of advice is to recognize that there is a way out that there is hope and there is support for you but it is important that you speak out about it um, the problem happens when you're in an abusive relationship what you will find is that you're probably making um, excuses for that person's behaviour, perhaps justifying it, or you may even be in denial about what is going on. That's why I'm saying it's so complicated to even understand that you're in an abusive relationship. But this is about getting back in touch with who you are so that you're able to um, behave in a way that's congruent with the person that you are meant to be. So your life at the moment is not being fulfilled. You're not living to your true potential because of the demands that are being placed on you, that erosion of you as a person um, within inside that abusive relationship. This is not the, what your future is, is meant to be. And it's recognising that. And um, sometimes it's just having that, taking that little bit of courage to reach out and say, I need help. Rather than what tends to happen is that we hide what's going on, we, you know, because we feel ashamed about it, or it's easier to feel, um, you know, that, well, you know, there are good bits. But, of course, the problem is that 
the good bits are outweighed by the bad bits and you are not living your life to your full potential which is a crying shame i i always um say that you know people who are in ki in that kind of a relationship are only half living their lives and of course we only have the one life don't we yes we do and the only person who should be living that life is you so you know if you feel there's something wrong even if you're not at this point certain exactly what that is don't continue to to um endure that reach out and ask for help. I do offer a complimentary call for anyone who, um, who would like to explore what's going on in their relationship and find out what potential steps there are that they could take so that they can make an informed decision about what they do next. Thank you so much, Ruth. It was a pleasure having you on this show. Thank you, Grace. And uh, would you like to um, tell us the name of your coaching business as well as uh, how people can find your social media handle okay so um my business is the life liberator and if people would like to um send an email or um uh, contact me in some way it's ruth at the life liberator.org thank you so much it was a pleasure having you ruth thank you grace thank you for listening to today's episode i appreciate all my listeners for subscribing commenting and reviewing the podcast continue to push push on and never give up thank you and see you in the next episode rising above shadows of abuse podcast i'm your host grace osba thank you for joining me on this exciting journey